We've been in uh, Matthew uh, chapter 5 um, for the last uh, few weeks, going through the, the Sermon on the Mount, and we're going to be in verses 33 um, through 37 today, continuing on in Jesus' explanation and um, attempt to help people imagine um, what it would look like to live in the kingdom of heaven and thus not abolish the law but fulfill it? What does it look like for regular, um, everyday, broken, diseased, hurting people that aren't in the powerful halls of society um, to live out what it means to walk in the light that Jesus has brought into the world? So um, we'll read uh, here verses 33, excuse me, 337. Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but fulfill to the Lord the vows you've made. But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. So we may not be um, in a society that encourages us to use formal oaths very often. We have people that um, may in, in public office have to take an oath to uphold the Constitution or um, maybe have to swear um, to tell the truth when you are um, going to be a witness in court. Um, so may, maybe um, we hear O's and we're like, oh, this isn't necessarily that important to me. And I'm just going to say yes and no, I guess that's fine. Um, is Jesus saying anything here that is as um, maybe pointed as um, the last couple examples he gave of anger and um, lust and adultery? Um, maybe I won't be that convicted. But I, I think what Jesus is getting at here, um, ultimately, is that as people who are his, as we become like our Father, the um, baseline of who we will be is people that embody and are marked by truth. Because we've all been in situations, whether it was just like one of those games where you're playing what, like uh, Mafia and you're trying to convince people that you're not the Mafia or that somebody else is, and you're like, no, I swear it's them. Or you've been maybe on the playground as a kid. I maybe, I don't know. Maybe you guys, like, got rid of this one by, by the time you guys, you know, um, got to school. But, um, you know, cross my heart, hope to die, stick a needle in my eye, right? Like, no, I swear I'm telling the truth. There's, you know, this thing going on on the other side of the playground or whatever. Or, no, I'm totally going to be on your side for this. Um, 
and sometimes you know we we do that to um either uh trick people into coming to a surprise party no no like it's totally whatever right um we have different ways that we go about um trying to convince people that what we're saying is true um we um in our uh society aren't all like the people in uh Jesus's uh time and place here they're they're all in the same uh people group uh religious group and so what they had uh come to do is that they knew well we can't we can't actually swear by God's name because that's that's you know dangerous and right they've gotten to the point where they don't uh say God's name aloud they have uh different ways that they um put the um the words so that they can so everyone knows that it's referring to God's name but that they aren't actually saying it aloud because they don't um uh want to dishonor his name but they also recognize that like that's the the most important thing or person um part of their community so when they want to say okay I'm going to swear an oath then there became this kind of like hierarchy which you can imagine for like anything um any any area of life if you're like okay this is the circle of what people are commonly um connected with and referring to so it was like well um if you uh you could swear by heaven right in this example and that's like pretty close to god or by the earth like that's a little farther away or um, by Jerusalem, well, that's a pretty holy city, so that still kind of connects me to God and lets people know, like, I'm a, um, a, a good, truthful person by my head. Or, and so they developed this, like, well, you could swear by the altar, um, and then maybe further out, just by the temple, or further out by the city, and then you would kind of know, like, how um, determined what someone was to uh, lay claim to the truth and so um, what Jesus is pointing out is that why were people using oaths what was the purpose because people were afraid that other people weren't telling the truth right they we put this in place so that we can let other people know hey I know in our everyday conversations sometimes we are dishonest or sometimes we hide what's going on maybe we're not um maybe we don't lie or maybe we don't um try and deceive people um but it's hard to be open about all that is going on whatever the case may be there are different reasons that we may feel uncomfortable um letting the truth out there and allowing the truth to do whatever it should do to the situation. Um, if we, if we do that potentially, um, uh, things or relationships could change. Right. And so, um, just like, uh, 
as we talked about in the um, the message with uh, marriage and adultery, Jesus says later in in Matthew uh, nineteen when talking again about marriage and divorce, he says divorce was put in because of the hardness of your hearts, and this idea of fulfill your oath to the Lord is well, hey, if you're gonna say that you want to be truthful, then be be truthful. Don't be deceitful. Um, again, like these other things, it's pointing the people toward how you should be interacting with one another. It should be the place in this new community where oaths aren't necessary because we're all people that tell the truth, right? It should be the place where we don't have to have any um, murder trials because everybody is dealing with their anger when it arises. Where we don't have to have divorce papers because everyone, once they enter a marriage, treats the other person correctly. Um, so so J- Jesus is, is pointing to the necessity and the ultimate reality that when we enter the kingdom, when we become like our Father, um, as he'll talk about at the end of this whole section, um, perfect, complete, mature, then one of the marks of those kind of people is honesty, truthfulness, purity of who we are, that we are not one way in one situation and one way in another, that we do not speak um, uh, coercively or manipulatively, um, but that we simply say yes or no and trust that if we walk in the truth, things will take care of themselves um, in the situations we're in, but ultimately um, um, in the eternal perspective as well. So some of what we are confronted with here is first that there's nowhere to go um, that God is not present. There's nowhere you can go to be deceitful that God won't know about. Right? You can say like, oh, heaven? He's like, no, well, that's God's throne. Okay, so, okay well, what if we just keep our vows to earth? No, that, that's his footstool. He's there too. The city? No, that's, that's, his, that's his city. Or what about your head? Well, you, you're not the one who makes your hairs white or black. Like, who's the one who created everything? And so... Um, just like all of our um, previous examples is getting at the, um, the idea that God is seeing and he's coming to transform um, not what is outside of us, but what is inside of us. And so as we recognize that we are his as we walk in the kingdom way of living, we come to recognize that there's no point in 
making a big deal about, hey, I'm telling the truth in this instance because, well, I'm always telling the truth. There, there's no point to make a big show of it um, connected to how he'll talk about the way we do some of our religious activities later in chapter 6 so that other people can see and have a good opinion of us. No, we simply tell the truth because that's simply what we do. Um, and so, I mean, there are there are many ways where it may not be in an oath or uh, I swear this, but where we can um, paint ourselves into a corner or um, get ourselves in trouble by using words in ways that um, commit the same um, transgression against one another. Because ultimately, when we treat one another correctly, and we have a conversation, we have a relationship, we want to be able to know that when we are speaking with one another, when we are um, trying to figure something out, when we are making a deal, whatever it is, that they are giving me all the information to make the decision correctly on my own. That they are not um, trying to use uh, their speech or their words in a way that um, will manipulate me down a certain path but that they will say, hey, here's what's going on, and you can make a decision based off of that. Um, that it's very easy for us um, to want to find ways to get what we want, to get our way in the conversation, in the decision, in whatever it is, and that's why we may tack other things onto um, what the truth is that hey I am um, you know uh, speaking as this type of person or from this type of position so that's um, you know why you need to believe me in, the, in this situation and it's not necessarily wrong right to say that hey I have some expertise in this area so it might be wise to listen to me or um hey, we've been talking and it seems like this might be um, what God is directing us to do. Um, but it can also um, be uh, dangerous if we go um, too far and uh, uh, say, you know, well, uh, right, if, if I come and say, well, God told me to do this, like where does the conversation go? everybody's like, well, I, I, I guess that's what God told him to do. Or, um, oh, what if God told me something different? Or how do you know? Or um, it kind of, in some ways, uh, can uh, shut the conversation down if we don't use it um, with care, uh, right? That there are ways that 
that we can talk to make it be like, all right, we're talking, but we're not really talking. I'm just telling you what's going on. When Jesus said, well, you could just say, hey, I'd, I'd like to do this. And you don't have to use um, something stronger than that um, to get your point across. Um, like, we, we want things um, to go our way. It's, it can be scary to say, all right, I'm just going to let the, the truth come out about what's going on with me and this person, what's going on with me in this situation, whatever it is, and let things fall where they may. We, we want to be able to control the situation, and we're always tempted to use um, our words in a way that will tilt the balance toward um, what we want people to do, whether it's... Um, you want somebody else to do the chore at the end of the day in the house or <laughs> not saying that's you know how we talk but like it can be very easy to be like hey I'm tired and I'm gonna use the way that I say this sentence to get somebody to do something that I don't want to do even if you know there's nothing wrong with them doing it or me doing it or whatever the situation is but Jesus is asking us to have care for the way that we talk with interact with um, and um, speak with others that we are seek to the best that we can not to um, coerce or manipulate but learn to love and value others and say right as Jesus says um, later on in chapter 7 this is all about seeking to treat others as you would want to be treated if you were in that situation even if, the, even if the, the, the question and the answer are hard question, even if, um, you know, something um, sad has happened, even if um, something disappointing or discouraging has happened, even if um, you have messed up or they've messed up, whatever it is, what would be the way that you would desire them to tell you about it? What would be the way that you would desire to hear those words? What would be the way that you could speak that would think about, I want this relationship to continue to be a relationship after this conversation? And not just a relationship, but one that is growing and where we're more open to being truthful with one another. You know, like, honestly, that, that is scary because sometimes we're open with people and we seek to be that person who says, hey, here's what's going on and, you know, maybe we're ignored or maybe we're taken advantage of or maybe someone, you know, uses those words that you honestly said in somewhat confidence and they take them out somewhere else or they share them with someone you weren't expecting them to be shared with and certainly not in the way that you would have shared them or whatever, right? There's all kinds of ways that we could imagine, man, I was just trying to be honest in this situation and man, I don't know what's going on now. Or we seek to um, pursue the, the truth in a matter, um, whatever the cost 
and we realize there may be cost involved. And so the, the encouragement isn't to say, all right, well, just don't speak. <laughs> the encouragement is that as we seek to walk in the truth, the more that we do, the more that we speak in that way, walk in that way, that is how we are um, becoming like God, that is walking with God. And so if God is for us and with us and guiding us, walking in the truth, walking in the light, allowing things to fall where they may, um, is never ultimately lonely because God is with us. Um, we may, we may um, experience a change in a relationship, a change um, with someone in our family, a change with um, a situation at work or whatever it is if, if we seek to be people who um, speak honestly and lovingly um, in ways that uh, don't worry about putting ourselves first um, but that doesn't mean um, that just because they don't work in the world's way means that we should consider a different option just like all of these other things that Jesus teaches and will teach in the, the coming verses like maybe it doesn't make sense to love your enemy or turn the other cheek or um seek to make peace when you're angry um, to be people of the truth um, whatever that may be maybe it doesn't make sense maybe it doesn't get the type of results that um, the people that are still living in the kingdom of darkness um, may consider best but the practicality of something isn't what Jesus is going at. He's going at the heart of things, the truth of things, and if there is a correct way to treat others, to love others, and to love God, then we do that, whether it's easy or hard, whether it um, brings us um, earthly success or not because we are not seeking earthly success ultimately we are seeking his kingdom and his righteousness um, and as we do that we will grow in becoming people that can be able to say simply yes or no right this is connected even in the beatitudes to those who are pure in heart. Um, and we referenced back then Psalm 24 about who can ascend um, the mountain of the Lord. Um, the one who is pure in heart. And it talks about how there is no deceit in their heart in that passage. That when we are um, pure in heart, when we have integrity, we don't have to worry that we are being one way in one situation, one way in another, that we are speaking one way in one situation in one way or another. We know if someone comes and says, hey, I heard you said that, we'd be like, yeah, that's what I said because I 
also let's say it right now um and so um we recognize here that Jesus wants us to think about not just how um you know we might speak to someone in anger in our previous verses but the way that we speak about all things should be marked by the fact that our father in heaven is full of truth and therefore as we enter into his kingdom become his children and his subjects the things that we say are also marked by truth. 